This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Real World. With this being the first actual episode that I'll have in February, and it being Black History Month, I just wanted to jump into some topics that I thought that have kind of affected all of us um, and that are particularly relevant this time of year. Um, I got the pleasure of having my boy Ike in the building. Uh, Ike is a proud Nigerian guy. <laughs> um, I'll let him introduce himself a little to you, but... Uh, why I thought that he'd be great for this is because he has experiences that are different than mine, but they obviously give him a perspective that I don't always see, but I'm always willing to listen to because that's my man, 100 grand. Ike, say what up. What's going on, people? It's Ike, uh, what do you want to know? Uh, first and foremost, you've been here how many years in the States? Shit. Uh, 18, 19 years. So in 18 years, why have you not picked up the, I'd say, the Maryland, D.C. accent, the Chicago accent, the United States accent? What's what's that about? Uh, well, so a little bit of history. So grew up in Nigeria, grew up in Europe, and obviously grew up partly in the U.S. too. Very, very proud Niger boy. Say that again for people to proud understand that. Niger boy. Okay. Niger's in... The nine, number nine, J and A. My real Niger peeps know what that means. That's Niger for you. Uh, well, for me, I'm very proud of my heritage. I'm very proud of my accent. I see absolutely no need to change it, adjust it. I feel like you could hear me when I speak. I haven't had any issues with that on the business front, and for my clients, work. It's been good. Nobody's like, hey, I can't really understand what you're saying. <clears throat> Thank you. I'm very clear with that. Also, uh, another reason why I'm also very proud of it is you have other uh, countries who come in here. You have like Europeans who come in here, a lot of foreigners, and they stick to their accent. You know, obviously you have to be clear. People need to be, to be able to understand you, but they are very proud of it. You know, talk about Asians. You, you talk about people from different parts of Europe, and they hold, you know, Russians. Agree. Or they hold on to that. So for me, I. Like, you know, I'm very proud of where I'm from, and I feel like I'm very coherent when I speak. I feel no need to, uh, to change it. And, that's, and it's, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> hey, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, let's jump into something. Uh, with you being somebody that's worldly and spending time in Europe, there's a huge backlash this week because I want to say it became a thing probably the end of the week where Gucci made a sweater, uh, has an entire half face mask. Um, it's black. Unfortunately, there's a cutout for the mouth that has red around it. A lot of people are basically saying that that's a black face and racist design and that they don't understand how that's something that could have even be brought to being a, an actual uh, piece in their collection. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I saw that. That was... Uh 
there's some things I could be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's a form of artistry. You're trying to push the envelope. But this one, I don't know. It looked, it, it looked crazy. I, I wasn't, I'm not exactly sure what kind of style they were going for because I've seen like different sweaters. If you're, either you have the full sweater that covers your entire face and leaves your eyes wide open or you have the, the, it's like a turtleneck extension. Yeah, I've all seen the that. Way up. Right, but the, the, the cutoff uh, with the mouth, I could understand if you were trying to have, you know, space to breathe, but you now paint that, <laughs> paint that in your red. I don't know. That's, I think they were trying to see, okay, we trying, I think we were trying to get a reaction from people. I so that's what I, I thought that was, yeah, that was a little bit over the edge, just a little bit. So think about this. Um, we as black people, and I'm going to include you into that because I get it, you're Nigerian. To, to, yeah, we're I was going to say, yeah, oh, to, yeah, yeah, to anyone in the U.S., they, they yeah, look like yeah, a black yeah. man. Yeah. We tend to love these brands that don't show us the same kind of, I don't even want to say love, but the same type of sensitivity to mm -hmm. these issues. This isn't the first time that we've come across something like this. Right. Why do we as black people tend to love these kind of things that clearly don't love us back? I have a few theories behind that. So for me, uh, I see a couple of things. One is, um, I think just belief in yourself. I don't think a lot of black people believe in themselves for one, or work together as a unit. Because a lot of these complaints that come up, I'll give you an example with this Gucci thing right now. Is it, can you honestly say, okay, this becomes like a huge outcry and you feel like black people can assemble together and be like, okay, don't wear Gucci anymore. Wear household brands or wear, wear black owned brands only. Do you actually think black people will support that wholeheartedly? No. I think I, they'll support it to a point. I think with, like anything else, the minute that Gucci comes out with something hot that everybody wants to wear, we're back on the train. Like, look at something where I remember seeing the actual video of this. Um, this might have happened a, about a decade ago. Remember okay. when Chris Style was a thing and everybody was popping yeah, bottles yeah, of Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the makers behind Chris Style, uh, who, for anybody that doesn't know, Hennessy Moet is the same company. Mm -hmm. Chris yes, Style is, is under the Moet umbrella. Mm -hmm. They specifically said, I didn't necessarily make a product that I wanted rappers or those kind of people to enjoy. Right. Jay-Z hopped off the train after this came out right. and decided to, I don't know if Ace of Spades was his or whatever partnership, and that became the, the high-end drink. Chris Style's still being sold. There are people that still oh, drink yeah, Chris. Yeah, you can go to any club in any place oh, in yeah. America that has like an urban audience and people are popping bottles of Chris. Right. So just because, you know, T.I. jumped off the Gucci wing and he's been real heavy on, no, don't do it, kill a mic and all of these people. Yes. I'm very sure that most of most of us aren't going to do that because you can't tell me what to do. Like, this is how people look at it. Like, yo, it's my life. I buy what I want. Yo, I feel you. But right. why support something, especially at the price point that it is? And if I'm also honest, my big beef with a lot of these brands, I don't want to be a walking advertisement. The pieces that a lot of times we buy all emblems it's showing yeah, what you have but that's a that's a that's a that's a black thing a lot well i think with with the with the new generation now is dumbed down a little bit but that's like one of those blackness hey see me shine see me doing well i needed to see who i am from like two two blocks down and all that i, I never understood that that's just me personally I you familiar with dapper that. dan 
Hell yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah. was his thing. It's like, right. all right, I'm going to put this Gucci. Right. I'm going to put this Louis print on something, right. and you'll be able to see exactly who right. I am and what I'm wearing and what I'm rocking. And I've come to the, the realization, at least with my own fashion and style sense, I don't want a logo on shit. Like, yep. I want yep. me to be the thing. Like, you can look at my clothes and be like, they're dope, but who has a suit that has a, I don't know, a Ralph Lauren, like, polo tag on it like nobody's suit has any kind of emblems or anything and you can't tell me i don't look damn good in my suit my girl will say that my mom will say that whatever yo yeah, you styling that and we don't but, have to show but, what we're but, wearing but, but this i think this goes it goes deeper and that's the confidence thing i this is just again this is personal opinion from experience a lot of black people are not very confident so for you, you can wear a suit, no logo and all that, and you feel good. You carry yourself well. It should be like an aura about you. Be like, man, Rel, Rel is on top of his shit. I can feel that from him. A lot of black people don't feel that way. Really? Yes. Yes. Again, this is this is just my personal opinion. And this the real world's opinions are not shared by everybody. Right. And I'm going to say right. that, yeah, you yeah, are because, very allowed because, to say that. Because there's a lot of times you can, even when we play ball, you can have like a little disagreement about a call or something, all of a sudden someone wants to jump down your throat. If someone wants to fight you, you can't even just have civil conversations or just disagreements and people are like, there's no sort of, there's no sort of thing as civil discourse in playing basketball. No, no, but I'm just saying, but I'm using you that as an example. You have wanted to beat people up yeah, playing basketball. No, 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 I'm using that as an example, right? You could, I don't know, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to figure out something else because. So you guys can't see Ike, right? Ike is like six to he thinks he's Mike Lowry. He walks around, you know, no, real no. cool brother, real cool yeah, brother. Yeah, you go. But I've certainly seen yeah, him get go. real frisky with people in the gym when they kind of give him a little too much elbow. Yeah, but that, but after that, that's that's done. It dies it's and it's over. Yeah, yeah but yeah, okay, it's it's done. But I just I just see a lot of, and I speak just for black people because I see a lot of black people that don't walk around with confidence. That's why we can't even come together as a unit because there's no real true belief in each other to come together to like, okay, let's fight after this course and let, like the Super Bowl thing. I was actually shocked that I there were still black performers that came halftime show, even with all the, you know, Kaepernick thing, they had the jerseys going on and all. I thought that was going to be like a whole united front with all black people. So let's let's delve into that, right? So I, I didn't I didn't mean to digress. From no, 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 that's saying, cool. But let's dive into that, right? Um why do we give the NFL so much shit, but we give the NBA a free pass? What do you mean? Are you familiar with uh, Craig Hodges? He used yeah. to be, yeah, very good three-point shooter yes. for the, the yes. Chicago Bulls. Yes, I remember him, yes. He got blackballed out of the NBA. Yeah, him and the other... Uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Rayouf. Yeah, the, the, yeah. He was the all-star on Shaquille right. O'Neal's team in college when they both played at LSU. His right. name was Chris Jackson then. Right. He was the man. Right. Shaq was just bigger. Right. Uh... Another guy got blackballed out of the NBA because he wouldn't stand for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. The NBA has a policy that you must stand for the national anthem, right. period. So a lot of times we give, we give a lot of shit to the NFL and we seem to be free of other places or sports because we don't look at them as saying like, okay, well, you weren't as inclusionary as maybe this person or you did something that we didn't necessarily like to that person. Here's my honest opinion. Okay. We've all been hypocrites about this shit for a long, long time, myself included. 
I jumped on the, you know, nah, I don't want to watch the NFL. I didn't watch the Super Bowl last year that everybody watched. I don't watch this year, but I'm like, no, no Kaepernick. I'm good. I'm not going to watch it. Sat home with my with my girl and we both were mad because we were bored as hell. But is, but is that actually the right way to protest and get your point across? Probably not, but this is I, why. I, yeah. I, I don't think it is. No, it was, it was stupid, but this is me thinking like, hey, I'm being part of the movement. I believe in it. But I make that the point to say, here's why we're all basically being played as fools. The NFL, the NBA, life, nobody really cares about these things. The only thing that they care about is money. Anything right. that can potentially affect their bottom dollar, they will attack with extreme prejudice. And I don't mean like racism. I mean prejudice like we do not want this to happen. We will take you out. And because that's a thing, we have to start looking at things in those kind of lens and not necessarily racism. While Kaepernick's cause might have been, it's, it was a pro-black cause because of what we saw. And I agree with that in well, all of it. But we didn't run away from Nike when Nike stopped deciding to have him in ads for a couple of years until they finally like were saying, yo, we're going to put this merchandise out because we think that the world is ready and we're going to make money. And now they can't keep it on the shelves. Why don't we give them shit? Well, I see your point, but I felt like there was a golden opportunity in the NFL for black people to actually make a true stance and be like, we're and if they had done that successfully, other sports would have followed suit. So like the, the Kaepernick thing, and you know, it, it, I have to be fair also because they have black people who have worked real hard, trained in college, they made it to the NFL, there's no guaranteed contract, so okay, <clears throat> where's the guarantee that if I step out on a, step out on a limb with you and go full-blown, give up my chance of getting the paycheck just so that I can march with you, what happens afterwards? Bingo. So I think that's part of, so I, I, I try to look at things from both spectrums, right? We work real hard, you know nothing is given to us as black people and I, I've gotten into a golden opportunity uh, area where I could make a lot of money, right? Now you want me to give all that up for, uh, now I, I believe the course is good, but what happens if I join you and I get caught from the NFL? My source of livelihood is taken away from me. What happens? Jay-Z's famous line is, how can I help the poor if I'm one of them? Right. So I think... I, I'm with you on right. that. So I, I think there wasn't a proper... Because this is what... This is... For me, my style of approaching things is different. I don't try to do the whole, you know, just shoot from the hip and let's react and all that. Let's have a plan, right? If you have all these black NFL players kind of line up and be like, hey, I'm not coming to work. Like, effort. I'm not coming to work. I stand by cap. Every, all the black players, we're not coming to work. That's going to affect the NFL. Now, there's going to be some casualties in place. Okay, you're not coming. You were, never, you were never that good anyway. You're cut. You're cut. You're cut. You're cut. You know? If there was a plan to be like, hey, if you guys stand as one, even if this happens, here's what the game plan is. I think that's what a lot of players were looking for. That blueprint wasn't laid out. It's but they're not, not doing that for cap. And as much as I love no, no, the mission, well, well, it, it's not for, cap, cap is the catalyst, right? He's, sure. Yeah. So you, 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 there, there's, a, there's, there's an opening, there's an opportunity there to do something that would, that would serve your kids and your kids' kids and all that. And this is an opening, but they didn't capitalize on that. That's what I'm saying. But look at Eric Reed, for instance, right? He's still very politically aware. He is still making what I think are substantial contributions to his community. Okay. Um, I look at a Malcolm Jenkins. I look at some of these guys who are able to do that while still being in the NFL structure, and they're still allowed to play. 
The only person that's right, right. The only Being, person that caught it who happened to be the casualty was Colin Kaepernick. So the question is, was him being the catalyst of that and basically losing his career, but awakening everyone else and looking at them so that they can now have some responsibility been worth it? Because we're still fighting for him, but it seems like he was fighting so that everybody would jump into the game. Now everybody appears to be in the game. You don't just have, you know, the marginal guys that are on the side, or it's not just him and a couple of his teammates from San Fran. Every team has people like this. You have the Michael Bennett's. You have all of these people who are outspoken and currently employed in the NFL, but they're able to actually wait, do change so in their community. Wait, so let me ask you. So, so since the Kaepernick uh, situation, has there been any change in the NFL? Has the NFL really changed? The NFL, no. The NFL put more money towards urban causes and causes that affect specifically black people. That's a real change. Now, if we're trying to tell me that like owners are going to be less quote unquote racist, that shit's not going to happen. I don't care what Kaepernick right. did, but I don't think that them blackballing Kaepernick was inherently racist. What I think it was, it became a money thing. People don't like what he's doing. This guy can't play on my team because I don't want that drama. I love the whole standing for it, but then we started turning it into an issue where it wasn't about that. Remember, ESPN, CBS, all of these entities started now playing the national anthem, not because they want to say like, hey, this guy is protesting police brutality. What's the storyline? All of that drove into why teams aren't signing it. And again, I'm not caping for the NFL. Right. I just honestly believe it's about money. Money rules over everything. So you're, so you're tracing that back to the protest with the national anthem, then the, the audience, possibility of losing audience, and your TV ratings going down if ding, you don't ding, do ding. something, if you don't get them out. But, yes. Okay. I mean, I, yes, that, I don't know. I just, for me, I see it as a missed opportunity to do something bigger. I, I don't I don't think the fine, the NFL is donating to charities and all that, but is that really the change we're looking for? I don't think that the change we're going to get from an from a an organization is what we're looking for. The change that we want is we want police to treat people with respect. Right. Ultimately but speaking, I, but I thought it was more than that. I thought yes, the the police part was that. I thought it was also something about ownership too. I thought they had this. Uh, Puffy had this big thing of one to one. They were never gonna. Himself. Yes, because right. th there was an incident where I think it was sexual harassment um, with the owner of the Carolina Panthers. NFL forced them to sell the team when that became a thing. Right. Puffy wanted in. Right. Of all of the black people that we know, mm -hmm. Puffy would be the last one that has that kind of money that they're letting into a club like that. Not because Puffy, like, it's because he's Puffy. If Oprah wanted to buy into the Panthers, you telling me that they wouldn't let Oprah in? Why would it be different for Puffy? Because of his lifestyle? Yeah, Puffy is mad flamboyant. Puffy is everything. But he wasn't going to do it by himself. He doesn't have so, that yeah, kind he of doesn't have, right. yeah, He doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have $1.5 billion. Dollars. It was going to be a partnership with other really wealthy black people, wealthy black businesses. But did those people all put up the money? At the end of the day, we I don't know the, the, the politics behind that's it. What, no, that's what I'm asking. I, I don't, remember, I don't yeah. know what happened to that. So it there just, was it yeah, just died down. There was talk, and everybody's like, hey, I want to be a part of it. How much money do you really have towards it? If... If Jay Z could have gave two fifty in like, and I'm talking billion in cash, or two fifty million in right. cash, Puff could have gave two hundred and fifty million in cash. Oprah right. could have probably gave you half a billion dollars. Okay, you're still short. Where are you getting that kind of money from? No, but there's enough wealthy black people to be able to buy that team out, though. 
you know how much two billion dollars is? And we we're talking liquid. It's, all, it's, it's a all. lot of people that are worth money. Like Michael Jordan is worth a billion dollars now right. because he's the the majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Mike doesn't have a billion dollars in liquid assets. Right, but no, no, that's what I'm saying. It, they're supposed to form a group. Sure. To do that. Sure. And I think right. if they would have, if they would have honestly formed a group, the NFL would have listened to their offer. So they that, never did that. So, we dropped the ball on that. But that's, but you're going back to my point where we can't, we can't stand together. We can make a lot of noise, but we can't stand together to actually make something actionable. But why is that the goal? To buy an NFL franchise. As a as a black as a black person in America, a lot of the issues you have when you're being sidelined or marginalized or whatever term you want to use for it is because you don't have ownership of stuff. Okay. So how do you get a stake in the game? You own stuff, right? What I see here, and we've had this conversation before, I see here with like a lot of our guys and all that, everybody just wants to, hey, I, I, you know, I just want a job, you know, I just want to keep a job, I want to do my nine to five, and you know, that's it. Nobody wants to be like, hey, let me go into business of some sort. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be like the next, you know, real estate titan or something, but have ownership in something own something okay you know that's that's i think that's where the missing link is if you want to have a seat at the table with the big boys they're coming here like what have you done what do you own who are you what do you stand for what what what, what do you have in assets what can you liquidate right now you know we're like it's all we're in a capitalist society right it's all about money if you want to speak what's your backing a lot of black people don't think like that but even Ownership, the ones that do, yeah. yeah. Even though, like we we love Diddy, and this isn't the knock Diddy. Right. Diddy doesn't own anything. Diddy does no. not own Ciroc. Ciroc is owned by Diego, and he has a great deal where they pay him right. money. Right. But, but it's no, it's it's it's. But that's the partnership. No, the partnership is you promote our brand, we will pay you based on our profits. He doesn't right. own. Yeah, right. he doesn't have an ownership right. percentage but, in the company. Right. But that's but so that's strategic partnerships too. Right. Okay, we could, the both of us could come together and now form like a small LLC and be like, hey, okay, this building's right here. Let's put some money up and own part of it and let's buy part of it. I mean, just strategic partnerships done in different ways. Okay. Right. But that's, that's also a form of ownership. Okay. Right. So, it, like, okay, they've, Ciroc has made a lot of money with Diddy's name on there. There's a, if Diddy pulls out now, you know, they're going to be affected by it. So they sure. need him just as much as he needs them to grow his brand. That's sure. partnership. That's ownership to some extent, too. That's what I'm talking about. Like, we don't have our hands in the whole bunch. People are just like, they just want to survive. They just want to have a job. They just want to be like, okay, I'm making, you know, I have a paycheck coming and all that. So I'm hoping, like, with the, what do we call them? After the millennials, we have Generation Z, right? I think that's what it's called. All of those fuckers are still millennials to me. Like, we're not right, out of but, that yet. But, but yeah, but, the right, people that I'm, are coming I'm behind hoping, them. I'm hoping the mindset, the mindset kind of shifts a little bit. So that's that's part of what I'm talking about when I say black people can't come together. There's no, there's no sense of pride in anything, really. Because it, it, the way I see it, and this is me that from the outside looking in, as I guess what you would call, I'm black like you, but I'm a foreigner, I guess. It's what we see from back home is a lot of noise, right? Now wow. for you, you guys, are, you guys are protesting things and saying things need to change and all that. And we're, for us, we're like, okay, what happens next? What did they do strategically to 
change the course of things. So not just marching, right? Marching was what was able to change things in the 60s and the 50s. Now we're in a different era where you actually have to own shit to have a seat at the table. We know that's how the game is played, but what are people doing? Right, that's what I mean by like golden opportunities, the windows that were missed, like the DD NFL thing and all that. They really should have pushed for that. You know what it means to have uh, an NFL team that is black owned? That's a big deal. It is because that's those teams are like $2 billion, yes, right? Yes, that's something your kids, 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 kids would be like, that's a big deal. That's what you call like you're creating a lineage. That's what I feel like we're missing a lot. It's good to protest and, you know, the Gucci thing and call it out and about what are we doing to change the course. And I'm already seeing, like, a lot of feedback saying, I'm still going to rock Gucci. I'm still going, you know, I'm still going to wear my Gucci stuff. I'm still going to wear my, you know. So a friend of mine posted some feedback on, on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram like that. But they posted some feedback saying, some people saying, I'm still going to rock my Gucci. I'm still going, you know. But that's the ignorance of it all that I don't understand. And I, I think that speaks to, unfortunately, your position where you feel like we don't love ourselves yeah, enough we, yeah. that we allow something like that to be what will, you know, define us. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, Gucci is expensive. Yeah, they're racist a little bit and they don't have any black people in the room when they're making some of these choices. Right. But I right. like it because it's fly. Right. So if, if you want to if you want to turn the tides when it comes to, you're not going to take down Gucci. Gucci is like a powerhouse. They've been there since early 1900s or whatever. Right. If you want to turn the tide, be like, okay, you're going to make sure that you have Gucci employs more black people, or you have more uh, black people in the creative designs of Gucci, or stuff like that, where you're actually infusing black people in there, and you have some sort of stronghold within the organization, because Gucci makes a lot of money from black people. Of course it, it does. It makes a lot of money. So if of you come together as a united front and be like, this stuff you did was outrageous, it's crazy, this is how you resolve it. And I've actually never bought any Gucci. I've never had a Gucci thing. I'm more of a Louis guy. I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had some Gucci dress shoes and all that, yeah. So I, they had the, the red and green stripe? No. Because no. I always felt that was real gaudy. That's why I didn't really go for no, Gucci. No, you could buy like lace-ups, monk straps, and all that, like, nice Gucci stuff. Like, you know, I, I don't do the big... Monogram stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. ...and all that, but, yeah, okay. Gucci has some, like, really, really nice stuff that you wouldn't even know. But people who know quality, they see that, be like, okay, that's Italian design. We right. know what that is, yeah, so they have that. So there's a way we could, they, they could have shifted the tide and be like, okay, you made this big blunder, here's an opportunity for you. If you want to make it right, hire more black people in there make more people part of your design team and all that stuff that's probably going to be their next step like it would not surprise me that if like a Virgil Abloh or somebody after he does a stunt at Louis Vuitton somebody that works under him that was at Off-White they then go to Gucci and help right. do design like that wouldn't surprise me right. I, but, for but me, is that is that enough of a is that enough of a no, it's thing not, it's, no it's not enough but it's a good first step because they didn't they probably didn't never have that they never had that in there okay yeah Okay. I mean, I'm sure if you go to the, the people who run Gucci, the creative design area, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't have that many black people, if at all, any black person in there. You could change that. Okay. Besides just yelling on Instagram that this is racist, this is this, this is that. Yeah, I want to see real change. Right. Exactly. I want to see real change. Right. Um, should brands like Nike um, or Adidas 
have themes for Black History Month and sell specific apparel that's only for Black History Month? Well, to be honest, again, speaking from from a foreigner's perspective, I actually never understood the the point behind that. Behind like, the collab like, or like Black yeah, History like, Month? Yeah, like, no, you have like Black History Month sneakers. What is, what exactly is the point behind that? You want me to tell you? Yes, please. The Black Dollar goes around the community, I think, one time before it typically exits the community. Yeah, I saw in the, the Killer Mike stuff. Right. That was really good. Yeah, I saw that. Because yeah. of the way that we tend to have or exercise our consumerism, mm-hmm. we will buy certain things. There's become a market for having a sp- special edition sneaker in February, and for you know, for all intents and purposes, we'll say that it's Black History Month as one of those months that we're gonna theme our things behind. It's limited edition, it's part of the hype beast, so they, they honestly believe black people are gonna jump on and buy these items. And overwhelmingly, we must be doing something because year after year after year, they keep releasing these things. That sounds that sounds bad. It ain't. It doesn't just sound. It is bad. But that's right. the problem. Right. People expect us to buy things, even when there is no real incentive or reason that we should. Correct. Yes. I think the Black History Month should be about what it is. It's not about buying a sneaker with Correct. you know some kente cloth that, print yeah. or a, yeah. you know. It's in the, the motherland colors. Like, I don't want it to be about yeah. consumerism. Yeah, see, that's, that was my point. Like, I, I, I don't understand the rationale behind that. Right. I think it should be about learning about the actual history of the country. Yeah. I feel sort of like um, Morgan Freeman. He made a okay. statement that he wishes that there wasn't a Black History Month. Black people are a part of every fiber of the country and right. the history that we've had. Our right. story should be told on more times than just the 28 days in February or 29 when it's leap year. We should really have these conversations year round and they should be intermingled with history. But because there's been so much racism and things that have said like, hey, we are going to make your accomplishments not appear to be a thing, we had to give you something so that we can say we're teaching the history of the country and what black people have done. Black people are much more than, you know, uh, Benjamin Carver and uh, finding uses for the peanut. But these are the things that you hear on Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? Like, DC was designed by a black guy. Right. So Booker it, wait, T. Washington wait, was black. Wait, so is that why there's a, is that why February was carved out to be Black History Month? Yeah. That's why. That was why. Because you didn't learn these things. So this is, this is the education month then? It's supposed to be. Because but I as we've gotten older, the education is. But that, yeah. we're also older now, so we're not necessarily like you didn't go to like elementary school and like middle school here and stuff. If you would have, that was a month where teachers were pumping this stuff out. I was fortunate enough to have okay. some teachers that taught us stuff all year round, where I didn't only learn about Black history in February. I learned about history literally all year round. I think they would try to make more of an emphasis of it in February, but for the most part, you learn stuff. Now, I also went to the all-white middle school where the only time we learned about <laughs> black people was legitimately in February. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, But as a kid, I don't remember them having black history anything in terms of apparel and like consumer stuff. Right. That's become like a new phenomenon. Like, I love Nike to death. But as we see, just like everybody else, 
they're just profiting from us. Yeah, of course. It's not about, you know, celebrating our culture. Yeah, it's not about our accomplishments. It's how many sneakers are like sweatshirts or, you know what I'm saying, shorts or whatever apparel I can sell. And that's what they're doing. So how many, how many black people do you think have that level of awareness to know that they're being exploited every February? Not enough of us. So that so this is this is something this is also something else we've talked about. Why? There's like there's all the tools are here to research and dig up stuff and actually to really understand the history or the rationale behind why things are made. Why I don't I don't understand why we don't have enough black people actually read up and be like. So this is why we have one month in the year. Why is celebrated? Oh, we're actually being exploited every February. This, we need to do something about that. I, 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 I don't understand why that's that's never a thing. So I think that think about it like this: because you're somebody who is much more worldly, you've been exposed to a lot of different things. You have your Nigerian culture. You had the time that you spent in Europe. You knew what it was like to be in Chicago. You knew what it's like to be in the DMV. There are so many people who, frankly, have never left like their city or their block, and they live their lives in this bubble, and they don't have anything that's expanding their mind and ways to get out of it. So when you're stuck in this thing, and that's that's one of the problems that, frankly, we have. You go to Baltimore; it's a bunch of people that have never left Baltimore. I mean, if you watch The Wire, and it was a part where they sent Wallace to some boy's home um, to get away, trying to just, you know get him out of the city because he was doing a lot of stuff and they were like, okay, you'll be protected here. He couldn't take it and went back. He'd never left the city before. That's a lot of people's story, specifically black people. And if you don't have this awareness or there's not somebody that's willing to push you to tell you that there's more to life than just the drug dealer on the corner, mm -hmm. the food deserts that we live in, how would you know any better? Like, I think that's the problem. Like we've had such a depressed state for so long it's the norm. Your grandmother's grandmother, you're living just like her. So I understand, I, I get it. It's, it's years and years of that, right? But you don't think there's more, you don't think there's more awareness now? You don't think there's more exposure now? If you're willing to look for it or you know what you're looking for, I think like anything else, the internet is a lot of stuff. The internet is mostly buying things online, porn, or somebody trying to be like a news site, whether it's a blog or an actual news site. Those are the three big things that the internet's for. Of those three things, what do you think that people who frankly don't care about more worldly issues are looking for? Probably looking to buy something or looking for porn. That's just what it is. They don't know enough to know, hey, I can actually use this to pull in real information to better myself. Yeah, I mean. It's sad, I see, but it's true. I, yeah, you know I what I'm saying? It's sad, point. but it's true. It's just, because if you if you think way back to I don't know 10 15 years back you could say okay it was bad there was an opportunity to be for exposure but now the exposure is there right I'm not saying it solves everything but you have Instagram now you have Facebook now you can actually be on Instagram and be like hey this is what Dubai looks like what is Dubai you know this is what it looks like you know but instead of people Amsterdam, looking at like, those things they're looking at world star hip hop bro well, okay, fine. Let me go. Uh, let me even make this more simplistic, right? Okay, like 50, some people follow Fifty Cent, right, on Instagram, right? And 
I think the last, or is it for future? I think, what was it? Three weeks ago or four weeks ago, I think he was in Dubai or something, right? He was like at the Burj Al Arab and he was on camels and uh, right, um, riding in the desert and all that stuff, right? So you don't think that would spark people's curiosity to be like, what is Dubai? But Future's a rapper. No, no, I know. And, that's and what I I'm think saying. that that's ha- the he, gap he has... between what no, I no, perceive no, I as being it. a superstar. He, no, he is, no, he is a rapper. Yes, I get it. But he has a lot of followers, right? Sure. Those same kids you're talking about or adults in Baltimore and all that, they follow him. And you see his... You see his page and he's like in this foreign land it looks different from the u.s and all that like if you if you can see past the bling and the money and the cars and all that like uh, for me again i'm like why doesn't this spark curiosity to be like i want what is that place let me just look it up let me google it so it might spark your curiosity but here's the other part you realize you're probably never going to see that place because you don't have the financial means to get there. Like if your parents are struggling with providing food and you don't have three square meals a day, how do you think that you're going to ever make it to Dubai? It can be a dream. It can certainly be that, Mm -hmm. but you might not actually think that you can do it. There isn't anything, relatively speaking, that we see people who are on TV or rappers that are doing that we don't feel like we could do. Any country that they feel like they've been to, honestly, we feel like we can do it but we're in a different place in life. If you would have said this or asked me this when I was like eight years old, I don't know if I'd have been like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to such and such. Like most, like I wanna say I was a lucky kid. Um, My aunt lived in Bed-Stuy, so my mom used to send me there during the summer times. My grandmother was in DC or in Maryland. So like, even though I grew up in DC, I felt like I had outlets to get away and do different things. Like every place my grandmother went, I went. So I, you know, I remember going to Atlanta. I remember taking these trips to various places because right. I was I was allowed that privilege. Everybody doesn't have that. And because they don't, they feel boxed in and they never really leave. Like you wonder why just I mean, we know people now. They no. act the same. And I and I hate to say it like right. this, they're still the same nigga that they were 20 years ago. They just made a little more money. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I get I get the, the the youthful component of it. People who are younger, they don't have the money. But people who have actually got into a position where they're making decent money. Okay. We still know people who have never left the country, even though they make good money. Yes. Or decent money. That's what I'm trying to understand why. I can understand if you're a kid, you, opportunity wasn't there, you were, you know, nothing. But now... You've made some money, right? So why not even explore? I agree. So this, and this is not, and this for me, this is not me even looking down on anybody. I'm just like, sure. I'm just trying to go into like human psyche of wanting to know more, right? I want to explore more. What you know? So I'll, and I'll the give tools you an example. Are there. My mom is 68. Right. She's never left what I would consider. Let's just say the con like the you she's left the continent, but she's gone to the Caribbean. My mom's never really left the country, re- relatively speaking. Because I get that going to the Caribbean and doing that's, all of these that's cruises. A different generation though. I'm talking still, about like we fall into the group of, you know, probably on the older end of millennials and all that. We're talking about like But even people from their generation, like my mom's had the financial means to go places. No, but that's different, though. She doesn't want to. I say that's different because they, they don't have the tools that we have now. They, they don't have that level of exposure that we have now. 
there's so much we have right now at our beck and call that we could check and actually research things on the go like that okay they never had that so i don't even sorry mom i love you yeah i don't even go to europe yeah i don't <laughs> I, I don't even hold them to that same see some sites i don't hold them to that same standard but i'm saying like like our age group and all that there's still a lot of us that never thought about going anywhere or right because we yeah a lot of us don't want to like one of my bucket list goal I want to go to an NBA game in every city that has the NBA. Not for any reason, just because I want to do it. Okay. I've been to, I believe, like 10 or 11 cities that have had it. I want to go to all, what is it, 28, 30 teams mm -hmm. in the NBA? I don't remember which. I want to do them all. Why? Just because I can. That's just a goal of mine in my lifetime. I feel like people should be able to do these kind of things, but a lot of people, again, to your point, they never want to look outside the box. That's, yeah, that's, for me, that's the, that's what I don't understand. Like, why? Just basic human psyche of curiosity. You want to find out more. You want to know why is this this way? Why, or maybe some people don't care to know why things are the way they are. Uh, no, you have so much. You have history channel. You have... The history channel's racist. Let me stop. That's not right. It's you not have yet. okay. You have uh, people who watch sports. You have the the NBA going to play in London. Like you stuff, know what? stuff like that. Like I would just be like, man. Anyway, let let me stop because I guess I have to also sometimes recognize that my background too, where I come from. There's always this push to go and explore. There's a big push to go and explore. Go and see the world. What are you still doing here? Your mates are doing this. Go and see. So. I always have to recognize that, but for me, I'm, and black I, people don't have that. That's a great point. Yeah. When I moved away and I lived in another state, it was, when are you coming home? Why are you going away? Right, you should right, come back. Right. This is what I heard from my family. Right. Where your family's like, nah, no, we don't need to see you here. Yeah. Look what everybody else is doing. Look what your brother's doing. Right. It's it's very different. There's a push to go out and explore the world. Doesn't matter what country. Just go out and just figure it out. So I, I always recognize that. But I, that's why I keep saying just basic. Just basic human psyche of just being curious. Like I want to see more. I want to. Or why does why does this car turn left when I steer it this way? Or why, you know, like you want to know more. Just curious. But I guess a lot of people are not. You know, their only curiosity. Uh, women, weed, and weather is unfortunately like what are the big draws at this point? It's not about yeah. seeing the world. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't smoke weed. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I'm I'm over my women addiction. I do like nice weather, but I can see nice weather in a whole bunch of different places that aren't in the continental U.S. Yeah, yeah, we, we've talked about it. Right. We like, shit, this whole podcast right. goes to a whole nother... Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, touch on one more thing before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, we've seen a lot of people in the news who have recently gotten in trouble for blackface. Blackface is sort of the reason why, you know, honestly, I think the Gucci sweater went left. Yep. Do you believe that if somebody did some things that we just would consider, it's not a crime, but it's, you shouldn't do it, but they did it 30 years ago, i.e. you did blackface in the 80s when the world was a much different place, do you believe that those people should still be punished equally now as if they did that yesterday? Because that's what we're that, talking. That's, uh, man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. So you have to exercise fairness too when you're when you're trying to do a, what I'll call retroactive punishment. You're trying to go all the way back, and we have like a 
couple of meditations for stuff like that. But you have to be, you have to try to be fair. Because there's a lot of people that have done like some, you know, crazy, crazy stuff, right? When they were younger, like just being plain ignorant, just bad. And they learned from that. They grew, they matured, they became better people. They became, and some people don't change, right? So I think we have to, uh, before we start crucifying people, we have to exercise better judgment and be like, hey, you know, I did some crazy shit when I was younger. I'm better now. Let's look at, let's try and examine what this person who is under this microscope right now, let's look at what, val what value have they brought to the society? Or what value, what, what good things have they done today that we can be like, okay, we can see they've evolved as a person. So I don't want to, I don't want to say let it slide, but we can say, okay, they've learned from, they're not the same person that they were before, they've learned from their mistakes. Because we, we all make mistakes, so, I mean, you know, it's very easy when you are not the person in the spotlight to point your finger and be like, man, yeah, he's racist, fire him, get him off you, but if you open up your own closet. So, I think that we can look at this two ways. There had to be a Malcolm Little before he could become Malcolm X, right? We're so quick to judge everyone right now based mm -hmm. on anything that you've mm -hmm. done. And I think the best thing that you said is the slippery slope is it's okay when that that heat is at somebody else. Oh, yeah. Once you oh, open yeah. up your own closet, oh, oh, yeah. I know the dumb shit that I've oh, done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lord knows if yeah. like any one of those things became a thing. I don't think it's something to the level of me doing blackface or maybe it is or it isn't. I'm not going right, to say. Right. <laughs> but I will say that... Right. I can't kill people because I'm not that same person that I was at 18 or 19 years old. I make right. much better choices now than mm -hmm. I did as a child. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we should allow somebody to get away with it, quote unquote, but what, have, what did he learn from it? What have you done in the time since yep. that's proven that you are either, either racist or that you are somebody who believes something else and you've grown from that? That's what I want to see. At least from Ralph Northam, who was the governor of Virginia, I saw what he did after the Charlottesville incident. Like, I saw him come on TV and make right. these statements and do these different things because, frankly, um, I think he wants to be a better person right. now than what he used to be. Right. But we're not giving these people chances anymore. You're getting killed yeah. for your mistakes. Yeah. And I, it's a yeah. slippery slope. Again, I'm not going to say that wearing blackface is ever okay. I know, you know, offline I'd asked you if, if blackface was a thing in Nigeria, and you said that it frankly wasn't. No, back back home we have um, back home we have our own different problems. We have what you call tribalism. It's just it's uh, almost in comparison to what you have in India, like the caste system and all right. that, right? So we have where one tribe feels that they're superior to the next for whatever reason, or some tribes are more intimidated by other tribes. And, and all that. So we, we have our own issues back home and they're big issues too. That's that's part of the problems that we're like we have elections coming up in about a week or so. Are your elections yeah. legit? We yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like I know that's a thing. Like are your elections legit? The system is there. It could be legit, but this is just like uh it almost like make it like a free for all. 
Okay. Right. So the people in power try to manipulate stuff, try to bribe their way in, try to buy votes. It's 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 very blatant. On like here, you can't do that. Now you could do that in a very different way. Systematically hide that in the background. And right. But you know, back when we have like we have those major issues. Now you have to also think about that we got our independence in 1960 so nigeria is still relatively young okay right now that doesn't mean that we have to have all the missteps that advanced societies had when they were getting to the level that they are now because right. now there's tools around you could learn from that but we're still growing we have a lot of issues when it comes to elections we're still we're definitely still growing so but we have we have our own issues too you guys have racism here we have tribalism there we also have like i don't know if this is that i don't know if this is as big of an issue or not but with the whole light skin thing and all that to some extent is there oh that's a you know that's a thing here yes that yeah, I, told, I, I don't get that that's we have a little bit of that back home just that's a huge but that's remnants of racism from here or oh, not racism but that's remnants from uh I'll even say it's a form of classism because yeah, the lighter is. you, yeah, the lighter yeah. you were, the better you were. Because yeah. that it's more likely that you were one of Master's children if you mm-hmm. were like super mm-hmm. light. Yeah. So we're gonna treat you differently than we'll treat just like any old nigga that we pulled off the boat that we bought. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah and we, that still happens. Yeah, um, we, yeah, we have the light skinned girls yeah. are always prettier. Yeah. Like all that other shit, which like, is BS. Oh, agree. Like yes. I, I love my dark skinned sisters, my brown skinned sisters. My light brown skin sisters, you could be light skin, uh, yellow or red. Man, I don't listen, care. I just like pretty women. Man, listen, if you're pretty, you're pretty. It doesn't yeah. matter the shade. Uh, no. Shout out to my brown skin sisters. I'm here with y'all. I'm a brown skin brother. <laughs> I don't care what they tell y'all. I am not light skin. My hair isn't wavy. I'm not LB sure. I don't brush it backwards. Um, yeah, but I mean, to your to your previous point, I just say uh, exercise better judgment. Don't. Um, you know, you, you're, you're trying to toss a stone at someone when you haven't even checked yourself, you know. So it's, I don't know, this this society we need, we live in right now is very easy to be, oh, yeah, fire him, get rid of him, get rid of her. They did this, they did that. But It's so crazy it's, how we're doing that now. Because one of these days, all of the times that we're asking people to cancel somebody, you're going to be real upset when they cancel you. Because oh, it's going to turn on you. Oh, oh yeah. It oh, is yeah. going to turn on you. Oh, yeah. That's my fear. And that's not what keeps me from saying, like, hey, I want to treat people differently. But I also know in the back of my mind that that's a very real thing that we all have to worry about because none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you want to continue to throw glass like stones, just make sure you don't live in a glass house. My house is glass and shit because I know I've done all types of stuff. I think that's everybody. Of course. Almost everybody. Of course. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Even the people that have done like relatively nothing, there's something that they've done that mm-hmm. they probably aren't proud of and would hate for it to be public so people could kind of chastise them for it or beat them up for it. Like, I don't steal shit, right? Let's say I stole something crazy, like, as a child. Actually, I'll give you an example. I was in high school. Everybody was stealing stuff when we went to the Maryland Aquarium. My conscience was so bad when I took something that I gave it away because I'm I'm like, my mom would kill me. This is terrible. Like, she's hearing this like, I can't believe my child was a criminal. Yes. I took a a little trinket of something that was 2 or $3 in ninth grade. I felt so bad about it that I gave it away just so I wouldn't feel bad by the time I got home and I saw my mother and the way that she would look at me, she would know something was wrong. Yep. Yep. 
So if y'all want to come after me for this in 2019, I think the statute of limitations is up. I probably can no longer be governor or run for office because I admitted that yeah. I stole something. That's crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anything is going to happen to the governor, though. I, I think, well. Oh, no, he already said, like, yo, I'm not resigning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame him for it. But yeah, I can't blame him, too. I, I mean, it's, it's just it's so touchy because, you know, it's the, the black face with the. The KKK thing, and it's... Ugh. Yeah, that, that clearly was some kind of costume party that went all the way wrong. Because yeah. that's what that looks like. Yeah. You can't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. in the 80s, they could have got away with doing that shit. Like, the 70s and 80s was a totally different time. And I don't think we take that kind of stuff into account as much as we should. Yeah, it's, it's, almost, like, uh, it's almost like someone who stole $10 versus someone who stole 1000 bucks is still, you know, so if you... If you did something bad, like what you said, you stole from the well. Okay, someone stole. Yeah, somebody from, wasn't someone me. Stole from the you know the museum or whatever. Versus you know this guy doing something like this is still, it's still all bad. But I guess because he's in public office and you know he's supposed to be held to a higher standard. But at the same time, that's his past. How many years ago was that? Nineteen eighty-four. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, I don't know if I should say we should let that go or we should just really look at what he's done. Or in the, in the, I'll steal something from what you said earlier. Use it as a moment to get something from it. Right. Yeah. We could Change do that the too. narrative. Yeah, you right. could do that too. Make yeah. it so now, okay, you did this. Here's the things that we'd like to yeah. see happen that will better not just black people, but all of us. Yes. Use that leverage for something else. Yeah. Is it is it bad when you say do something to better black people versus everybody? Uh, depends on who's listening. Now, people have run with this whole reverse racism thing. Mm -hmm. That shit doesn't exist. But white people do tend to think that if we're saying we need to take care of black society and black culture, that that's somehow detrimental to them. And it's not. It's the same way that a lot of communities are taking care of each other before they take yeah. care of the larger community as a whole. Yeah. But it's only problematic with us. Yeah, you I guess you just can't say it out. No, no. So I had to give the disclaimer so that I don't get killed for it. <laughs> um, Ike, brother, uh, really appreciate it having you on the pod, man. Yeah, um, this was fun. I thought this was dope for so many reasons. Hopefully people get the chance to, to love this one. Um, I know this is, again, my first episode for Black History Month. I hope everybody else does something great with this. This is also my birthday month. So I'm going to have to do something cool for my birthday. But when is your birthday? I ain't saying it on the Oh, air. you're not saying it. Okay. Nah, I'll tell you okay. okay. But, okay. Uh, but I like to end every podcast by saying the same thing. Rappers want a ball. Ball players want a rap. This is Darrell of the Real World, and I'll see you guys next week.